way. Yeah, man, man, man. All out of options, nothing to choose. I pissed out on Netflix, I'm sick of the news. I sign up to Sky, but I don't wanna pay. I've been on furlough since May. <laughs> now I'll go and listen to a company at a joy. in again podcast and good tack good tack hello joy it's me your host andy sledge and my co-host and partner in crime mr george bradley george how the devil are you this is episode 10 oh yes george this is the relationship i've ever had and it's yeah yeah how you doing yeah, we're racking them up, definitely. <clears throat> yeah, how, how's it going in London there for you? Yeah, it's all right. I've uh, been buying up some sh- new shorts in anticipation of maybe a trip to Spain soon, hopefully. Oh, really? I got my final jab on Friday, so uh, right. I'll be all sorted, yeah. Yeah, so where do you think they're going? Well, I'll go back to Mahaco where my mate lives. Oh, it's nice right there. Up. It's on the Costas. It's just... It's... Uh, oh. You fly to Almira, and it's, uh, right. it's about an hour, an hour drive. It's, yeah, uh, it's nice. Yeah, it's, it hasn't got. It's more the only Brits there, like the ones who live there. It's you know further down the coast, you've got all the you know the touristy bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is all tapas bars, and you know, oh nice. It's pretty nice. Lovely, lovely little place. Fantastic. Well, I mean, I've I've actually got tickets booked for Italy in June. Um, yeah, but. The, 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 the closer it gets there, the less likely um, I think that uh, that it's going to happen. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, because I go to watch this, I go to watch that nutty game, don't I? Culture, yeah, yeah. I've, I've watched <laughs> the videos, <laughs> and um, and yeah, so I'd, if the games are on, then I'll go, but if yeah. the game's on, on, then I don't think I'll go. So, um, but we shall see, which is a bit of a shame because I've actually got business class tickets booked. So oh. last year, because uh, I had tickets booked for last year, and then obviously it all got cancelled. Yeah, and yeah. then so instead, like so, I, I looked. And I went, well, how much are the tickets for next year? And like, obviously, they, you know, this time last year, they didn't know what the fuck was going on. So they, yeah. um, they, um, yeah, they were like offering business class tickets, basically for the price of normal tickets. So yeah. I got business a re- business class return for a hundred and forty mm. quid. And that's yeah. like you don't have to. Then you don't have to pay for anything. You know, you don't have to pay for. You know, you don't have to pay for the your bags. You don't have to pay for this. You don't have to pay for that. So it's actually, you know, the hundred and forty quid to go business class was cheaper than any other ticket that I've ever really had. You know. Yeah. What I mean? yeah well, I was looking. I was looking at the prices in this map. I mean, my mate's got an apartment there, but it's right on the top of like a hill, and it's this huge walk. I mean, I'm almost dead at the end of the night walking up this hill, and I thought. I'm just going to book. There's a beautiful big hotel like right on the front, and I looked at the prices, and it, it's next to nothing now. They, they can't wait to get people. So yeah, I said yeah. to my mate, I said I'll come over, but I said I'm not going to stay at your apartment. I'm going to book into this hotel for a couple of weeks because it's, yeah. you know, I don't have that walk up the hill. At <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that can be a killer, and it, it, it might you might find it even cheaper than getting a taxi. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a little, you know, a little Vespa, but I mean, okay, oh. I jumped on that a couple of times when he's been slaughtered. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I mean, yeah, you driving a moped slaughtered oh, definitely that's... just sounds like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So, anyway, here we are, episode mm. 10 of Arvidas In again. Yeah. And as always, if you would like to contact us for any reason whatsoever, so we accept constructive criticism, praise, feedback, or just simple abuse, please do feel free to email us on again at gmail.com. That's again at gmail.com. We would please, please welcome you to follow us on our social media platforms. So Instagram is again podcast. That's again podcast. Our Twitter is at auf again. That's at auf again. Um, our Facebook page, which we would welcome you to not only like, but also share amongst your friends, is Auf Wiedersehen Again podcast. So please do search that on Facebook, Auf Wiedersehen Again podcast. And our YouTube channel. If you are watching on YouTube, uh, please don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and click that bell, which will alert you to new episodes. But if you're listening on audio only, please, at a suitable time, if you get a opportunity and you have a YouTube account, please do go to YouTube and search of Bidazin Again podcast. And like I say, please do subscribe to the channel and click that bell. Um, but if you are just listening on audio, we are available on all good podcast platforms. Spotify, iTunes, and uh, Google Podcast Breaker, and many, many more. So please do like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And new episodes are released every Friday at 10 a.m. And as always, our theme music is written and performed by the guitar man, Mr. Lee Dosky. And again, as always, we at uh, our Vida Zane Again podcast are sponsored by Top Gun Tattooing of number 12, the Harris Arcade in Reading. Uh, their website, www.topguntattoo.co.uk. Their phone number is audible 189-968-667. And we have a couple of fantastic offers for the watchers and listeners of our Vida Zane Again podcast. And that is our first offer is you are entitled to a 20% discount of any tattoo with Zach from Top Gun Tattooing. So with the code word, Hadaway and Shiteman. So all you've got to do is you've got to contact Zach by either calling the shop or by going in in person and you say to Zach that you are a listener of um, the Arvida Zane Again podcast. You want your 20% discount and you just tell him to Hadaway and Shiteman and you will get your 20% discount off your tattoo. But George... That's not all we offer our listeners and readers. Oh, no, no, no. We offer free tattoos. Yeah. I mean, is there, in fact, is there any other podcast in the world right now that is offering a free tattoo? I don't think so, no. I think I we think might have cornered that, yeah. We are unique in this area. So if you want a free tattoo, every single listener and reader of our Vita Zane Again podcast is entitled to a free tattoo. 
terms and conditions apply. And the terms and conditions are, we will pay for your tattoo if you get a Neville and Lottie tattoo. <laughs> so if you get the same tattoo as Neville with the hearts and a Neville and Lottie, we will pay for it. We will come down to Top Gun Tattooing, film it, photograph it, pay for it, and broadcast it across the world. So if you are um, a massive Arvidazian pet fan, um, a bit mental or pissed out your face, please yeah. don't hesitate to get in contact for your free Neville and Lottie tattoo. And don't forget, other free things, we are doing the giveaway. Mm. So we are doing the free Jimmy Neal biography. And remember, all you need to do is to follow us on the social media platforms. What do you need to do? You need to go to either Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. On these platforms, there is a post, the giveaway post. You need to like that post. You need to tag three friends in the comment section. And what you need to do is you need to either share the post on Facebook, retweet it on Twitter, or share it to your story on Instagram and, and tag us in the story. So if you do that thing, follow us on social media, like the post, tag your friends and share the post, you will be entered into the draw for the Jimmy Nail autobiography. And it is an amazing epistle. And we recommend that you do so. So um, with that, we're gonna run the competition for the next few weeks. And then we will draw one winner at random and they will win the Jimmy Nail autobiography, which I myself have read. And so it's got some of my DNA attached to it. So mm. what you can do is in years to come, when cloning becomes available, you can clone me. There you go. How, how good's that? You can't, you can't, I mean, is there such a better prize? Not only are you getting a Jimmy Nail book, but a potential yeah. clone of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. That's so that is all of the boring stuff. So, George, here yeah. we are. Series, series, series. I got told off for saying series, season. Series one, episode 10. Yeah. Last rites. So, one of the more comedy filled episodes I feel there is a little yeah. bit obviously there's a little bit of a serious theme going on but yeah. there is a definite definite comedy angle uh, within <laughs> this and um, there are uh, some uh, some guest stars, um, you know, whatever you want to call them, people that have got a credit in. And um, there is a wee bit of trivia as well. And there are some locations. Um, the majority of, well, in fact, all of the outside locations are around Bushy and Watford. Now, obviously, again, this is where the, you know, they're filmed at uh, the studios. Um, yeah. which is in Watford, well, near Watford. So, yes, they have filmed some locations uh, which are supposed to be like Hemel Hempstead in London and stuff like that. And these locations are in Bushy and Watford. Now, what we will do is there's a few bits of trivia and there's a few, um, there's a few things uh, with regards to the guests, but we will talk about those as and when they come up. Mm. So... The episode opens and we see a very comedy um, scenario of Barry and Moxie and they are sunbathing. <laughs> yeah. Now, they've got the, uh, if you actually hear, they've, they've obviously, they've put some 
sound effects in place, and one of the sound effects is seagulls. Now, yeah. I don't know if you get many seagulls in Dusseldorf or whether that's a true thing, um, but I would assume that you probably don't, like Germany's, Germany's a fairly landlocked country, um, yeah. so yeah, I would assume that seagulls aren't exactly uh, quite prevalent in the middle of Germany, um, but, and they're holding like a bit of tinfoil, like Paulie from The Sopranos, aren't they? Yeah, that's it, yeah, that's what I thought exactly, Sopranos, yeah, yeah. And the, the music that's playing is sort of very, you know, the seaside type music that would play on the on the carousel, the merry-go-round. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like the, the piney kind of music. Um, but then it turns out that it's um that it's the German radio that's playing in the background. And mm. Barry and Moxie are very, very relaxed. And Barry's like, Moxie. Mm. And he's like, what? He goes, we should have done this years ago. So they're all, you know, that sets the scene. And it cuts over to Neville and Oz. And Neville is dumbfounded by what's going on. And he says, what they're doing. And Oz is like, Tannen, the started last weekend when you were away. And Neville says, what on earth? Like, and by the way, just at no point, I'm assuming Neville went back to see Brenda. Yeah, no yeah. Him hiding the tattoo at this point. Yeah. So, anyway, and uh, Neville says, what on earth for? Good for the skin. That's what Barry reckons. And Neville's like, mm-hmm. yeah. He says... Well, you've got to admit that, and also says, well, you've got to admit that neither of them has what you would call a flawless complexion. Uh, I mean, yes, they are particularly Moxie. And oh. uh, it says that Barry read in a magazine that the sun's rays are very good for the skin or some crap. And, um, and he says they're not going to get much sun around here, are they? Um, and... He says, I just want to get, what is it? Um, just want to get, get. Um, they just want to get a suntan before they go home. Prove they've been aboard, yeah. Prove that they've been aboard, which is a very British thing to do, I think. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. want to get a tan. And, um, and Neville says, ah, if you want to prove you've been here, you, what is it, prove you've been here, surely it would be more appropriate to go home with pneumonia. So <laughs> Neville, once again, shitting on there, uh, shitting on Dusseldorf. I mean, look, let's have it right. It is a bit of a crap hole, but... Yes, Neville again being negative Neville. So they um, cut back in the hut and um, Neville walks in, you know, he's speaking to Dennis. Have you seen those two out there? And Dennis says, I, the odd couple. <laughs> um, and he said, they, 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 they started last Sunday. Um, and Neville says, I wonder why they haven't got buckets and spades. And he said, and Wayne says you would have thought they would have sent us a postcard, but not. <laughs> yeah. So they're all they're all basically having a, a bit of a lighthearted joke at mm. Barry and Moxie, which you know is obviously quite a common theme among the hut. Mm. And um, and Oz says, if you ask me, them them two are completely on the edge of reality. You know, this is Oz. You know, <laughs> Oz thinks someone's on the edge of reality, so you know they've got to be pretty fucking mental. And um, Say maybe, maybe, and then they, they start having a bit of a fantasy. Dennis says, Maybe we should turn this place into a weekend resort. Never says, Paint all the huts yellow, call them yeah. shabbies. Wayne says, Off a crane rides and turn the dumpers into dodgems. Says, The way things are here, it'd be easier to turn this place into a lunatic asylum. There's mm-hmm. Oz again, Oz talking about people, other people being a lunatic. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Dennis says, no, Oz, think about it. You could have the deck chair concessions. Nev could do the donkey rides and Wayne could give dance lessons when it rains. 
think about it, stalag by the sea. By the sea, yeah. And we in stalag sur le mer, sounds a bit more enticing, eh? Yeah. And, um, and Dennis says, um, you know, it's the sort of place that you want to take somebody that you hate. And Neville says, like Hartlepool. Yeah. Not casting aspersions to any of our listeners or viewers from Hartlepool, but yeah, my dad and my granddad were monkey hangers. Did you know that's what they call someone from Hartlepool, George? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, you go. See, you cockneys know now. So, <laughs> in the same way that new people from Newcastle are called Geordies, yeah. people from Hartlepool are called monkey hangers. Monkey hangers. And I'm about to impart some wisdom on you, young George, and this yeah. is a true story. So, <laughs> Not so young, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> many, many hundreds of years ago, Hartlepool was a very, very busy port. And yeah. a lot of ships used to dock into the port for resupplies before they went on their way. And there was a French ship that docked in the port. Mm. And somewhere where this French ship had been around the world, obviously, and somewhere on their travels, they'd picked up a monkey and they yeah. kept the monkey on board the ship as like a bit of a mascot. Yeah. And when the ship docked in Hartlepool, the monkey escaped from the ship and ran into the centre of the town. And right. also, people of Hartlepool had never seen a monkey before. They didn't know <laughs> what it was. And because the people from Hartlepool at the time were potentially less than average intelligence... <laughs> it's um, a strange they, little hairy man. <laughs> but they, 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 they thought that the monkey was... They accused the monkey of being a French spy. Ah, and they well, as you would, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they hung the monkey in the middle of the town, oh. in public. And that is a true story, and that is why people from Hartlepool are called monkey hangers. Right. I remember that one. So, Neville, like I say, he Neville casts aspersions on the quality of Hartlepool, something which I would also go along with. So, anyway, so Oz, Oz has got an idea in his head, and um, he tries to uh, he tries to wangle other people into it. So he says, you know, listen, lads, if you want to make a few bob on the side, maybe you should come in with me. Now, you know, this would be the usual point where you explain your fucking, you know, your, what you're thinking. Dennis says, what do you mean, like? And Wayne says, doing a bit of moonlight now, yours. And he says, well, I might have a business proposition. See, I've got this Eric, canny lad for an Eric anyway. Nothing's finalised yet, so I can't say so much, but if you want in, now's the time to speak up. And Wayne straight away clocks what Oz is up to. He basically can see that Oz is after money. And he says, oh, he says, hold on, do you mean speak, speak up or to divvy up, son? And Oz is like, well, both, both. And Dennis, you know, well within his rights as a potential investor, <laughs> says, can you tell us what it is? He says, no, I can't. And Neville says, well, how can we be expected to chip in if you want to explain? And Oz says, well, that's the whole point, man, Neville. And he's like, well, it escapes me, Oz. He says, look, the more you speculate, the more coin you get back on the back end. I mean, Oz is just trying to, you know, throw in, you know, like sort of business-sounding fucking generic terms there <laughs> in order to try and make himself sound like he knows what he's talking about. And Dennis quite rightly says, but Oz, where it entitled to know what we're speculating in. He says, well, in due course, Dennis, whenever I get everything finalised. He says, but for the moment, you, all I need is your readies and your trust. <laughs> and he turns around like Oz expects to turn around and people to be stood there just willing to hand over money like that. Yeah. <laughs> and he turns around 
And he turns around and he's like, am I asking too much? Like, and like, they're all like, Dennis is like, bollocks. And Neville's like, oh, how are you? And, um, and Wayne's like, nah, you're asking too much. He says, well, suit yourselves. I'll seek investment elsewhere. Stuff you lot. And he's walking out and Dennis says, oh, man, at least how are you? Give us a clue. So Oz pokes his head back in the hut. He says, well, he says, it's adult. And Dennis goes, adult and liable to cause offence. And Wayne says, well, sounds like Oz to me. So unperturbed, they cut to the site and Oz is still um, trying to convince people to hand over money. So he's there Investors. They've got the bricks. And, um, and obviously, you know, Oz is job is to motion to the crane operator when's the correct time to put the pallet of bricks down yeah yeah but he's also obviously trying to convince bomber um to to invest in his plan so he, you know he's like in a bit whoa whoa down down up you know whatever and he said and he says to bomber look all i need is cash up front and we will be quids in and bomber says what kind of business oz big business expanding markets guarantee guaranteed demand you know, expanding markets. You wouldn't expect a phrase like that coming out of Oz's mouth. And he says, all we've got to do, buy the gear here, ship it home, and we're quids in. And Bomber asks him, what is it? And he says, well, I don't want you telling the rest, because they never take us seriously that lot. Bomber, like, entertaining <laughs> them, but obviously, you know, not. He says, cross me out. Now, what do you want about? And Oz says, porn. Bomber says, what, corn? He says, no, man, porn, man. Porn, you know. <laughs> he says, what are you on about? Are you opening Gateshead's first massage parlour? He says, no, man, videos, man, important videos. And obviously, he, you know, the crane operator has now got the, the, the pallet of bricks more or less in position. And Bob says, you're asking me to handle pornographic videos? Me, the father of five children? And Bob says, well, they don't have to watch them. Uh, bombers, are you off your rocker, lad? And at this point, Oz, boy, are these, well, isn't it? You're off your rocker, boy. <laughs> and he says, and at this point, Oz says, Ah, well, forget it. And as he says, Ah, well, forget it, obviously, the crane operator considers this to be the signal to put the bricks down. Yeah. And he says, um, And he just says, I thought with five bands, you might have needed the extra coin. And Bomber repeats, You're off your bloody rocker, boy. And then the pallet lands on the scaffold and obviously on the bomber's foot. Mm -hmm. So Oz has caused bomber a mischief and yeah. um, they cut to the hospital and bomber is in a wheelchair. Well, he has, he has really damaged his foot, hasn't he? Well, this, again, this, what we, so it said that, yeah. it said on the IMDB in the trivia section, yeah, yeah. it said that uh, he had really broken his foot so they had to write it into the script. It said he'd broken his foot doing a stunt. Now, yeah. if you remember, last episode, Bomber wasn't in it. Yeah. Or I might even say the episode before, I think he might have been out for two episodes. Now, yeah. bearing in mind, Pat Roach was a very, very busy actor doing yeah. major films and stuff like that. You know, he was in Indiana Jones, he was in James Bond, you know, like he was in, you know, any kind of film that required a big, scary looking dude, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, generally dressed up in, in whatever garb and, comp and, 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 um, and, and outfit. Um, mm -hmm. But so 
look, we don't know. I'm speculating here, but yeah. I believe that he, he may well have been away filming something else for the while they were filming those two episodes. Yeah. And it says that he broke his foot doing a stunt. Now, obviously, mm. there's no stunts. No. Nah. Um, so unless it was when he jumped in the, like, was it when... Was it was when he like was it two episodes ago or three episodes ago when he jumped in the he jumped in the he jumped in the remember when he jumped in the water yeah when they were chasing, when they were chasing the vandals and all that anyway so look like I said it said he was doing a stunt it said he broke his foot doing a stunt and I'm going to assume that that stunt potentially wasn't on set with our the same pet so he's gone away to do a job he's come back with a broken foot. And they've written it into the script. So he mm. actually did have a broken foot. You are correct there, young George. And so he says, you know, the, the x-ray shows a couple of broken toes, otherwise just badly bruised. And um, Neb says, does it still hurt? And Bomber says, hurts like Billy-O. Be okay when I get the cast on. Mm. And um, Dennis says, well, look, if they're not keeping you overnight, we'll hang on and we'll take you back to the hut. And, um, and then Oz, for some reason, like, again, you know, it's Oz's fault. And Oz just wants to get away. He's like, well, there's no point in everyone hanging around, cluttering up the corridors. So if no one minds, I'll get away. And Bomber's like, you know, obviously, you know, duly upset. He says, the further away, the better, as far as Bomber's concerned. Oh. And Oz says, how are you, Bomber? It wasn't my fault. Well, not entirely. He says, yeah. And Dennis says, yes, it was. You weren't paying attention. And Oz tries to blame the German crane operator. He says, what about Eric on the crane? You can't tell me he was entirely blameless. I'd sue the bollocks off of me, cop for compensation. I'll see you back in the hut. And he says, and Bomber says, well, that's something to look forward. He goes, something to look forward to that, that, um, that I will. Anyway, Dennis says, you know, not to worry, Bomber, we'll see you all right. And Bomber's worried about money, he says, it's the crack Bomber's worried about. Laid off, no crack. <laughs> and, um, the German nurse says um, says something in German and then says, we go here for leg. And uh, Bomber says, I reckon she means the plaster. And so Neville says, you know, me and Dennis, we'll wait here for you, Bomb. Much appreciated. Won't be too long. And Oz runs back in and he runs and he says, Bomber, remember what we were talking about, the business deal? And um, and Bomber says, uh, he says, remember what we're talking about? And he says, the business deal. I remembered it. My foot reminds me. <laughs> and um, and Oz, you know, as subtle as can be, he says, well, now you're going to be laid off for a while. You should reconsider it. Mm. So um, they're in the hospital. And um, so Bomber goes in to get his foot seen to uh, on his own. And um, Dennis and Neville are basically, you know, lurking around in the corridor. And they hear a commotion taking mm. place in a side room. And the nurse is, you know, being very, you know, abrupt. And um, obviously, there's clearly there's a, an old man there mm. um, who is, um, you know, not, um, you know, not playing by the rules and annoying the staff. So the, the nurses and the sisters are like, what are you doing? What are you doing? All shouting at him in German. And... Um, and they're, they're clearly, like, well, as we find out pretty soon, he's, he's hiding something and they're trying to find out what it is. Yeah. And, um, and the guy speaks up and he says, that's making worse, it gets. And, um, and then he starts speaking English. Um, the, the sister shouts at him in German 
and he's speaking English, says, look, I came to this hospital for some quiet work. Why don't you bugger off, man? So obviously Dennis and Neville, they, their ears prick up as they as they would. They hear a, you know, a northern accent. Mm. And um, he says, did you hear that? That old guy's a Brit. Neville says, I sounds like it. So they rush in. He goes, hey, man, what's the matter, son? Just calm down, you know, like just poking the nose in. Yeah. <laughs> um, he says, the nurses are here to help you, aren't they? And then he says to the nurse, he says, sorry, I didn't mean to impose. We just realised he was British and thought he might not understand you, like, you know. And the nurse has got the raging on. She's like, he understands very well. In mm. any language, he is a stubborn, stubborn old man. Old man. <laughs> and Headley shouts, whatever, in German. I'm assuming he's telling that to shut up or fuck off or whatever. Um, so then she's trying to get the oxygen mask on. And Dennis just goes, all right, look, you know, we didn't mean to impose. We just thought you might have wanted a hand. Anyway, so the nurse changes her tune a little bit. And, you know, she says, uh, she realises that it might make her job a little bit easier if mm. uh, Neville and Dennis try and help out. And says, no, no, that is most kind. Perhaps because you English, he is. Um, and Neville says, well, he might calm down. And Dennis is like, he might listen to us. And she says, yeah, he has no one, you see, no friends or family. And um, and the sisters put they put the oxygen mask on, and he says, "Can he talk through with that thing on?" And she says, "Yeah, yeah. If he gets short of breath, just tell me." So Dennis says, "Fair enough." And he says, "What's the panic about?" And the nurse explains. She says, "He hides something. Will you find it?" And I says, "Well, we'll give it a try, won't we?" So um, the nurse says, "Thank you very much," and obviously you know, speaks to the other nurses and and they and they all leave. And um, they, so Dennis is like, how are you feeling? And so we find out this chap's called Headley in a second. And he says, how would you feel with this contraption? Mm. Dennis is like, well, it's for your own good. You know, they know best, don't they? And Headley's like, I saw the same. And Neville questions, he says, how come you've ended up here? And he says, because I'm bloody dying, that's how. He says, no. <laughs> How have you ended up in the German hospital? He says, Olivia. And he's been quite abrupt. And, he, you know, he's like I say, he has been a stubborn, cantankerous old git, basically. Miserable old bugger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dennis says, in the city, he says, for the past few years, I, there was other places I lived before here, mind Manaheim, Essen. It's the job, you see, the foundries. I can thank them all for this. And Dennis says, what's the matter? He says, I've got chronic bronchitis. And Dennis says, oh, I'm Dennis, by the way, and this is Neville. Pleased to meet you. And he says, aye, Headley, Headley Irwin. He says, well, we're pleased to meet you, Headley. And then Neville puts his foot in it a bit. He says, he sound, you, it sounds like you're a Geordie, Headley. <laughs> yeah. He says, no, I'm bloody not. I'm from Darlington. And it's, again, it says in the, it says in the, in the, in the IMDB, in the trivia, it yeah. says that even though he claims from Darlington, he's got a Geordie accent. I don't think he does. I think he definitely sounds like he's from Darlington. So I don't know who wrote the I don't know who wrote the trivia for this one, but there. So sometimes people can add it themselves. Can't yeah, they? yeah, so. I think so. But it's um, whoever wrote that is definitely mm. not a Geordie. Yeah. Or like I say, as a Geordie, I'm like he he doesn't he does he's actually and and I believe, um, I looked it up. Did I look it up? Yeah. So Headley, the the actor that played Headley's. Only got a, a few entries on either. Yeah, he's hardly done anything, did he? Yeah, there's not there's not very much information about him, so we don't. We, it doesn't tell you where he's from or anything like that. But yes, uh, anyway. So Neville's like, yeah, well, we're from just up the road, and then uh, 
he says, you know, I've not been back to Blighty since 1946. So they question it, you know, how come? He says, not after what they did to me. And he says, who? He says, the British. He says, look, it's a long story. I'll tell you more when I'm more up to it. So Dennis says, listen, would you like us to come back and see you again? And I mean, the sister said you didn't have anybody else. And he's still being a bit like, you know, suit, suit yourself, man. It's, the, it's not the first time I've been here. It's the last at least. So he's been very morbid. Dennis says, get away, man. You've got to trust the staff. What is it that you're hiding there? Eh? So Dennis says, he's had a bit of a dance around the houses and now he's gone in for a, you know, he says, anyway, he's like, don't you start. He says, I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. You cough up whatever it is you're hiding and me and Neville will come back and see you. He says, you're as bad as them buggers out there. Uh-huh. He says, how are you, man, Headley? He says, um, we can bring you fruit or books or whatever you need. He says, I need some slippers. And he, like, he sort of mellows a bit. But he goes, I need some slippers and, and, and some soap. So like he realises, you know, that, that Neville and, and Dennis are going to be nice to him. And he says, right, what you got there? Cough it up, man, whatever it is. So he he, pulled, he reaches under his blanket and he pulls out a packet of cigarettes and he hands them to Dennis. And obviously Dennis is like, are you trying to kill yourself, Headley? And, he's, and he laughs and he says, aye. <laughs> so... This is setting the scene for later on. They've met Headley and they're yeah. going to go back and see him. And um, so they cut, um, we're cut. <laughs> so they, they cut back to the bar and it's uh, Moxie and Barry. And it's <laughs> one of the funniest things. Moxie says, We look all right, don't we? We look all right at night, don't we? In, di- in dimly lit bars. <laughs> And Barry says, he says, well, yeah, well, we're both fairly attractive men, Mox. Regular features and that. It's just in the skin stakes that we're lacking in it. Yeah. And, um, and Mox says, well, if the sun's rays are, 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 um, are beneficial, we'd be better off in Saudi Arabia or some of that equatorial crap hole instead of here. And Barry reminds, he says, I've got a cousin in, in Jeddah, but the regime is very strict. And Moxie suggests... You know, we could get a sun lamp, you know, go, um, he said, go one of them places, you know, sauna and massage, not, not the hand, not a hand job dive, somewhere legit, you know, with a receptionist and magazines and that. <laughs> and um, Barry says, I'll have a look in the book and see what it says about artificial sunlight. Anyway, so Oz pipes up, he says, give us another one here. Again, calling the bomb and Adolf, he's like, give us another one here. Adolf. <laughs> I mean, do you actually think the barman's real name is Adolf? Or do you oh, think that's, you know? No. <laughs> he's got to continue. I don't know. Um, and then he said, then uh, and he offers them a drink. He says, do you want to refill there, Moxie? Give them one and all, whatever they're drinking. And Barry, you know, and he's like, here it's a sunlight, an artificial sunlight, both of extreme value. There's auxiliary healing aids. An auxiliary is underlined. And Moxie's like, is that good or bad? And Barry says, it's good if used in conjunction with fasting, diet, and manipulation. Well, that sounds very, 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 very much like the, a dodgy hand job jive, but never mind. So, um, Oz says, do you want this beer or are you fasting? And Barry says, cheers. He says, uh, and Moxie says, if I had the scratch, I'd go to one of those health spas. And Barry says, there's lots of those in Germany. They're all down south. And Oz has got the wrong idea. He says, spas? That one of those places where the cripples. Do- where the do- the cripples and they get and they get out that chairs and walk. And Barry's like, no, the main thing is to eliminate toxins. Moxie says, just the job for us. 
if only we had the way for all. And then Oz sees his opportunity for his for his pitch. He's, yeah. you know, he's going to pitch like he's pitching Dragon's Den, but he's pitching Barry and Moxie. And uh, he says, "Are you two skint?" And Moxie says, "Who isn't?" He says, "Well, this could be your lucky day." How's that? He says, "Well, I've got this, Eric," and he's got his hands on this uh, product. Now, my idea is if I can raise the readies, I'm going to buy it, ship it back to the UK, and make a fortune. And obviously, Barry, Barry's ears perk. He says, Fortune. He says, Well, there's more than a round of drinks. I can guarantee you that. And he says, um, And he says, uh, And uh, and you and Moxie says, And you want us to come in with you? Like, and Oz says, I'm not going to, um, I'm not, you're not going to get another, ch- I'm not going to be another chance like this. And Moxie says, What is it? So Oz, like, you know, as a wee look around there. And, uh, and he says, Well, anyway. Cuts back to the hut. And um, Bomber's there and he says, I reckon I'm going to have a walking cast in a couple of days and at least I can get back to work then. That's the quickest healing broken toes I've ever yeah, had. Yeah, like, yeah. Two yeah. days in a cast. And, um, and they, you know, Wayne says it was Oz's fault. He says, mostly, he says, I reckon you should, I reckon he should give you Harvey's crack, don't you? Yeah. And he says, yeah. And um, Dennis makes him a cup of tea. He says, here you go. And uh, Neville starts telling the story of Headley. He says, well, we met this funny old bloke down the Cranken, which I'm assuming is the, the word for hospital. Yeah. And um, he says, quite a character, really. He says, oh, yeah. He says, he's English, but he hates the Brits. And Wayne says, was he a patient? He says, aye. Um, chronic bronchitic. And he says, you'll never guess what he was trying to hide in his bed. Wayne says, he says, a penthouse? <laughs> oh, 26, untipped. What a character. I come over from Darlington in 1946, never been back. Wayne says, you can't hold that against him, can you? And, um, and then Bomber says, where's the, where's the rest of our happy old souls? And um, Wayne says, uh, he says, uh, supposed to have gone down the picture. He says, I don't know. He says, maybe gone down the pictures or something. So they, he says, Wayne says, they've gone down the pictures. Well, they have gone to watch a film. Yeah. But Picture of sorts, yeah. They are. So it cuts to like a dark, dingy room, and Oz <laughs> and Barry and Moxie are sitting on the so or sitting on a sofa, and they're clearly watching porn. And like Barry's like got his fingers over his eyes, grimacing, and Oz is smiling from ear to ear. <laughs> and um, and Barry says, Is this what you want us to invest in? And Oz says, We'll be like importers and distributors, see. Uh, he says, I've never seen anything like it in my life. He goes, I've told you, didn't I? I told you it was disgusting. And Barry <laughs> says, it's deprived. It's despicable. Now, I don't know if you noticed. Did you notice in the did you notice the noises? Uh, well, yes, some, yeah. I mean. Well, yeah, but there was there was chicken noises coming from <laughs> well, I didn't notice that. So yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not just your bog standard porn that they're taking. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm sure that's potentially half a joke on the uh, on the on the um, on the you know on the on the on the on the you know the person that did the sound effects, or yeah. it was probably you know a, a joke idea. I very much doubt that they're trying to import people fucking chickens or whatever. But well, yeah, you don't know. <laughs> I mean, he did say it's depraved and it's despicable. So you know, and 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 uh, so there's there's chicken noises coming from the video. And Moxie says, it's grotesque. 
<laughs> and then there's a little pause and he goes, you can count me count in. Me in. <laughs> yeah. So, um, they cut back uh, to the hospital and um, uh, Dennis and Neville have made good on their promise to go back and see Headley. And, yeah. um, and they obviously, they, you know, they start uh, questioning about, you know, exactly what happened um, you know, during the war, and, he said, and Dennis says, what happened, Headley, back in the war, what started all this off? And Headley says, Staff Sergeant Headley Irwin, two, treble two, one, five, seven, oh, nine, sir. Mm. And then obviously gives it a bit of a cough, and he says, take it easy, it's all right. And Headley says, give us that tin. And Dennis, you know, he says, lie back. He says, he says this the one. He says, aye, that's it. So he, he opens the tin, he says, I was in the war, you know, as well. Army of Occupation stayed on the Yanks, the Ivans and us. Mm. And um, and he starts coughing again, and um, and 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 Neville obviously they're having a bit of a weird conversation. So Neville speaks to Dennis, and he's like, "What's he talking about?" And Dennis explains, says, "Well, you see, the one the war was over, the British, the Americans, the French, and the Russians, they stayed in Germany like to occupy, you know, to administer it." Mm. Headley was obviously in the British lot, and Headley takes his mask off and he says that he says non fraternization That's what they called it. You weren't allowed to mix. But a lot, of Jerry, a lot of Jerry's worked for us, but you weren't allowed to fraternise socially. I verboten. Mm. And he shows them a photograph of a young woman and says she worked in command headquarters on the switchboard and she worked and she spoke the bloody lingo, didn't she? And Dennis says, what did you do that was so terrible? And he says, why? He says, I married her, didn't he? Which, <laughs> as as we turn out, as, as, we, now, as we find out then... Mm. There's, um, he's a, basically, he's, he's a bigamist. Yeah. So, um, we, uh, oh, hold on. Yeah, so it basically, we now find out that, you know, later on we find out there's, uh, he's a bit of a bigamist. So, um, they go back to the hut and, um, and, uh, you know, Bomber is laid up in bed and Neville is explaining, um, you know, what happened. He says, yeah, the rules are ever so strict. Says even when all that went to pick their kids up from school, they couldn't talk to the German parents. I think it's terrible, don't you? But I was like, it seems a bit unnecessary. The war was over, and then Oz pipes up with his usual xenophobic, you know. He says, seems perfectly logical to me. I mean, if I'd spent six years fighting the crowds, the last thing I want to do is fraternise with them in the local. Yeah. And Neville says, aye, but the war was over, Oz. Says, aye, precious comfort for some, precious comfort for my uncle Dan, who've got a leg blown off in Tripoli. <laughs> you know. I mean, I know it was all the same war, but, you know, that I can't see what that's got to do with Germany. But and he says, I cannot see him wanting to buy drinks for the buggers that blew it off in the first place. And Neville says, you know, well, you know, the Germans, you know, the Germans suffered too. Everyone suffered in one way or another. And Bomber asks, so what happened to World Headley then? And Neville explains, he says, he married her, didn't he? So they cashiered him, hide him out of the army, no pension, <laughs> nothing. He says, oh, it's tragic when you think about it. And I was pipes up again. My granny suffered an all, you know. <laughs> with a bomb on the way back from the black horse. Poor old soul. She'd only nipped out for a milk stout. <laughs> so, um, they cut back to the site. And uh, Barry and Oz and Moxie are discussing the business opportunity. And Barry's questioning the morals. It's, the question, it's a moral yeah. question you've got to consider, Oz. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? They've got these in England, you know. All these so-called respectable middle-class suburbanites every Saturday night 
stuck around the video with a couple of lager and limes, group sex, and they wouldn't have matched the days kaput. <laughs> and Mark says, well, they've already got them. Where's our market going to be? And he says, well, they haven't got them like this, you know. He says, you know, they've got porn, fair enough, but not heavy-duty porn like the crowds turn out. <laughs> I know people back home, sales managers, even Lord Mayors, that would pay well over the odds for what we've got our hands on. Like Oz is like friends with the Lord Mayor. You know? <laughs> um, and I mean, you you probably, you might know a little bit more about this than me though, George. Possibly, I know, yeah. I know obviously, you know, porn's readily available on the internet right now. And yeah, yeah. You know, all you got to do is be able to type it in. And I mean, back in the 80s, as a small child, the only, the only potential, uh, you know, exposure to pornography I'd ever had was finding it under a bush. You know what I mean? Bush. Well, I mean, there, there were various shops in in Soho. I well, mean, I was going to say you, you could go in. A, yeah, yeah. You as a young teenage boy living yeah, near yeah, yeah. Soho, surely you must have paid a visit to some yeah, of the yeah. establishments. Because you go in and then you just say, "Oh, you know, I want the the good stuff," and they'll, uh, you know, they'll they'll show you. Like, was it like under room, the yeah. counter? Was you yeah, like yeah. Around like that under the counter back in the day? Was but, it? but the worst thing I've done was I, I bought a, one of these tapes in the eighties, and I, I was living at home. And uh, obviously, you know, been, I was pissed. And I got home and I put it in the in the front room in the machine, and and fell asleep in front of the TV. Not and with my mum come down, and the thing was was running full blast. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, hopefully not with your trousers around your ankles. Yeah, well, yeah, they were. Yeah, in flagrante, George. I'm shocked. <laughs> So anyway, and Oz says one of the greatest were like one of the greatest lines that again that I've used. And he um he says, I'm telling you, he says it's right up there, Straza. Yeah, that's yeah. like I always use, I go, that's right, that's my Straza. And um, and Barry says, I must admit, after what I've seen, you'd be hard pressed to pick up anything like that in the co-op in Dudley High Street. <laughs> and he says, um, he says, What? He says, You're telling me, he says, listen, he says, we've got our hands here is the creme de la creme of filth, you know. He says, this could just be the start. He says, we become world leaders in our field. And um, anyway, Moxie is obviously quite taken with the idea of, of watching these. And he says, but to be fair. We should have a look. <laughs> he, says, uh, he says, before we enter into anything of this magnitude, perhaps we should go and have another look. Have a look yeah. So they cut and they're back on the sofa. But this time, Oz has still got his smile. But Barry and Moxie have got like oh, cocktails. <laughs> and they're watching the porn, and Barry's no longer got his hand in front of his face. And um and so the the and there's the ger like so the German that they're clearly the, the supplier of the porn video, and he's you know, he's he's wanting to be, you know, he seems like a fairly nice, friendly chap there, doesn't he? He's like, yeah. like so they get better, right? And Barry's <laughs> like, worse, you mean. And us says, worse is better for our, our needs. And Moxie starts giving them comedy. He says, it's well made, like. And the Porn King says, but of course, good photography, attractive people, a very good story. And Barry's, and they're a good sto and Barry's like, good story is important, isn't it? And Oz says, that's what you kind of get in England, man. A good story with plenty <laughs> of humping. <laughs> and uh, Barry says, all right. He says, and Moxie's, you know, just making conversations. Is this your sole business? And the, the porn king, I've got him, I've written him down here as porn king. Don't know what his name is. 
He looks familiar anyway. I, I couldn't find him. But... Ah, right. Do you know what? There was someone in the credits later on who I didn't realise who it was, and it's him. I'll talk about it. So he says, no, no. Also, the books and mail order and such clubs like this for massage and sauna and sunlamp. And when he mentions a sunlamp, well, Barry and Moxie's ears prick right up, don't they? And Moxie says, did you say sunlamp? And the, the Pawn King says, yes. He says, if we are to be in business, you must feel free to take advantage of the premises. Yeah. And well, you know, this is it for Barry and Moxie. They're like, you know, you've just said the magic words. So not only are they going to be able to make a few quid selling porn videos, they're going to get a free sunbed. So cuts back to the hospital. And, um, and uh, you know, it certainly looks like, uh, you know, he's getting, you know, Headley's getting worse. Mm. And uh, they're sort of, you know, they're poking there. They're looking through the window and, and Dennis says, you know, look, he's got his doings on. Look, he mustn't be too good. And Neville says, ah, it's rotten to be old, isn't it? At least the old, at least old and sick on your own. And Dennis says, aye. And then negative Neville once again starts painting the most bleak picture. He says, you see them back home and all, don't you? Queuing up on pension day outside the post office, hunched up against the cold wind, sitting in front of a one-bar gas fire with a tin of pet food. <laughs> I mean, where on earth does he think there's old people eating tins of pet food? I don't know. And, and Dennis says, knock it off, man, Neville. He says, there's no need to be so bloody maudlin. And he says, yeah, I'm 10 years nearer pension day than you remember. So that, you know, they're insinuating here that Dennis is 10 years older than oh, Neville. Uh, and as, as you rightly said, in real life, Neville's actually older than Dennis, isn't he? Like, yeah, he's a month, I think a month older. Yeah. Maybe six months or whatever. Yeah, but anyways, you know. So, like I said, Dennis is, you know, Kevin Waitley clearly had a very boyish look there. Mm. And um, and Neville takes a bit. He said, I'll see you all right, Dennis. You can come over on Sundays and Brenda will do you a leg of lamb. And uh, the nurse turns up and says, you come again. And, you know, he says he's not too good. And he says, not today. And he says, well, he, he, Neville says, can you give me these oranges? Tell him we're, we're popped in. And the nurse says, no, no, look, go and see him. Mm. Just for a little time. And they go in and, 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 um, and uh, the nurse says, look, your friends are here. And he's... Um, you know, he's he's clearly, a, you know, he's a bit delusional, maybe. And and, um, and he says, am I still here? And he says, of course, you're still here. Where do you think you're, where do you think you're going like? And he says, you might well ask. And he says, what's this? Then had he been going through your things? And obviously he's been looking through his tin. So like to put the affairs in order. And he says, what's this? He says, you can leave that bugger alone. It's now to do with you. Some things are private, you know. Yeah. And he's, again, you know, he's clearly not well coffin he says should we get the sister and he says he's all right he's all right now just put that tin away so and he says um says he ever been to the dales and he says well before the war and he says he had a farm and he says an uncle he says who and he says an uncle an uncle of ours before the war we went by train the coldest townies would never seen cows or fields and he says was this your sister and you he says hi she was there me mom or dad our Norman got drunk and Dad took his belt off. He says he couldn't sit down. He wanted to cry, but he wouldn't. Not in front of us, not in front of us young'uns. So whoever Norman is, which is like either, he says it must have been a big brother, got yeah. pissed and got a, got, lashings, got a lash off his dad's belt. And, um, and, and Neville says, you know, it must have been his big brother. And Dennis says, ah, he says, so you had some happy times at Headley. 
And Hadley says, Mabel got bit, the goat bit her. So, you know, he's obviously, you know, he's he's not hallucinating, but like I say, mm. reminiscing very vividly. And, and he, you know, he's, he's clearly a very, very sick old man and clearly not, not long for this world. And they say, you know, we better leave them. And uh, Neville says, is he all right? He says, ah, if, if he, he'd turn blue if he was bad, Neville. You know, Dennis the doctor. <laughs> um, hmm. He says, you know how to look after him, don't you, Dennis? He says, oh, it'll be you who looks after me when I get old, won't you, Nev? And he says, I promise you'll want for nothing. And uh, and then he starts taking the pieces. I'm not talking, he says, I'm not talking too fast for you, my granddad. So, again, they cut back. And um, Oz and Barry and Moxie are in the toilet hut, and um, they have obviously proceeded now with they've they've started the ball rolling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with their business venture, and Moxie's concerned. He's like, "Where are we going to put the videos for safekeeping?" Like, and Oz is like, "We'll just keep them in the hut." And Barry's like, "It's a bit dodgy, isn't it, Oz?" I mean, like they don't have a video player in the uh. hut, so I fail to see what's dodgy. Um, and he says, uh, "And he says, nah, nah." He says, it'll be all right. And he says, um, and he, he says, there's not that many of them. And Moxie says, and Moxie's already thinking ahead. He goes, later when we expand, and I was like, well, we'll rent a warehouse. <laughs> so they're in the hut. Um, Bomber's on his bed. Bomber, uh, Wayne gives Bomber the Walkman. And he says, mm-hmm. here you go, Bomber, have a bit of that. And Dennis Niso says, you lucky devil having a day of sleep. And, um, and then the, the lads, Wayne, uh, sorry, uh, so Oz and Barry and Moxie, they come back from their discussion in the toilet hut. And Neville says, you better get a move on. And Barry says, I didn't realise, says, and Wayne just says, what are you three been up to? You've been in that car for hours. <laughs> and obviously they all start looking a bit guilty and it's like, nothing, nothing, nothing. And um, and he says, uh, and, and Oz says, you know, nice and comfortable there, Bob. He says, I'd rather be on the site, mate, and crack. And Oz just, you know, oh, well, these things happen, you know. I, because of you, was Anyway, so... Oz is messed, like trying to stash the videos and you hear one fall out and obviously Bomber hears what's going yeah, on yeah. and he realises there's something something, uh, something going, going astray. And, um, and you know, Oz looks dodgy and Barry and Moxie look dodgy and and they, they all started like, oh, well, we, we better get off then. And he says, yeah, right, well, we, you know, we go, ta bomb, ta bomb, ta And... Um, Anyway, so Bomber goes over to Oz's bed space and he lifts up his mattress and he finds this video under Oz's mattress and Bomber just says, Lesbian lust! <laughs> so, um, there is the mail call. On, I mean, bearing in mind as well, I'm, a, I'm amazed how these German videos all appear to have English titles. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it's mail call on the site. Um, Wayne says, my cousin's getting married. And he says, uh, he says, blame me, it's this Saturday. He says, what's the panic? He says, I bet she's in the club. And he's like, Neville's like, where you go? He says, I suppose to. He goes, it'll be a good knees up known Keith's dad. As long as, it, it, what is it, will be, he put out all the stops if he's out of Maidstone, like. So he's obviously a criminal that's, you know, used to go into jail. Yeah. And, um, and he says, I ought to go. I ought to, Keith, he sort of looks up to me in our family. I'm like a hero figure to him, Nev. It's <laughs> good. Why? <laughs> he says, you ain't seen the rest of our family, have you? And um, and Moxie says, he says, oh, there's something's been bothering us. He says, what's that? And he says, the videos, how are we going to get them back to the UK? <laughs> and I says, we'll take them back ourselves and our kit when we go back. 
And he says, that's a bit bloody chancy, that isn't it? He says, what, what we're doing is illegal. We don't have an import license and we especially don't have an import license for depraved <laughs> filth. <laughs> and I says, look, man, we'll risk it. The profit makes the risk worth it, doesn't it? And I mean, like, I don't know how many videos they buy. It doesn't look that many when they're loading them into the coffin later. Yeah. But, you know, if if you were to be caught, I mean, what would you think would the penalties have been back in the 80s yeah. if you'd have been yeah. caught? I mean, it? it would be hardcore, which was illegal. I mean, oh, was it? Is that what Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, was strictly, yeah. It was illegal, yeah. Ah, Hard, right. Hardcore porn was illegal. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, again, the f I remember the first pornographic video that I ever saw you know, I was like, again, I found it under a bush near, like, you know, <laughs> me and me mate. It was me and me mate. I hope you put it back when you finished. <laughs> well, it was me and me mate Ben, and we were out in, like, over the, like, where I used to live in Newcastle, right, there was, over the road was a, a hospital called St. Nicholas's Hospital. So yeah. a mental hospital. It was a psychiatric yeah. unit. And um, we used to go and play in the grounds around there, you know, like, obviously, when we were older, we'd be smoking cigarettes and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And we fucking found this video under a bush in the grounds of St. Nicholas's Hospital. Yeah. So we fucking picked it up and me and my mate were like, holy fucking shit, like the holy grail. <laughs> so we've gone back and I remember a similar thing. So we've gone back and we've put it in and we're watching it and my fucking mother's car's pulled up outside. <laughs> and um, and I, my mother's going to be, <laughs> but I remind me, mother is going to be watching this podcast. Oh, yes, right. mother. Me and Ben, Freeth. Um, and so me, I remember we were watching this porn video. I mean, we must have been fucking 13. And my mother's car has pulled up outside. And I swear, she's got out the car and obviously I'm pressing the eject button on the video. <laughs> and like that fucking, you know, that, that three or four seconds. That's it. it takes, it's on eternity. To, takes to eject the video while my mother's walking up the garden path. Jesus Christ, that was the longest four seconds of me fucking life. We're like, shit, shit, shit. Anyway, the video comes out, we grab it, and I run upstairs and fucking hide it upstairs in my bedroom. Um, yes, that was uh, that was the closest I caught. Unfortunately, didn't get caught in flagrante with me trousers around me. Oh. It's like your good self. Oh, yeah. And um, anyway, so Moxie points out, he says, look, he says... You know, they always turn us lot over at customs. And he says, especially you with your earring. And I was like, I'll just take it out. And Moxie points out, he says, look, they still bait us. He says, overseas workers. He says, we always are. And then Oz says, what about Barry? He can take them in. Moxie says, Barry smuggling. He says, he'll fin if they so much as look at him. And um, and he says, I bears thinking about like He says, the only, they've only got to ask him his date of birth and he'll confess the lot. So they cut back um, to the hospital and Bomber's back in the chair and he's obviously gone to get his, gone to get his walk and cast on. And uh, they say, you know, he says, okay, Bomb, we'll shoot off and see Headley and we'll check back with you later. And Bomb says, all right, I'll put myself in the capable hands of this young Fraulein. And Dennis says, who wouldn't? Eh? So they... Um, they leave Bomber to get his cast off and they go to Headley's ward, but the bed is empty and the only yeah. thing there is the tin in the envelope. And um, and the sister says, you've come again. They say yes. And, and, and Dennis says, have you moved them? And the sister in very, you know, zero sympathy in, uh, you know, very, very German fashion 
and he just she just says, I'm sorry, he's died. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was like, eh? And she goes, well, it was expected. Like as if, you know, deliver like as if delivering the news is a is a chore to her. You know what I mean? And uh, Neville says, but he was only here yesterday. She says, of course, but and Dennis says, yeah, Neville, you know. Anyway, so she goes one minute, she picks up the thing and she and 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 she picks up Headley's belongings. And this and, and Dennis says, you know, it was like the sister says, it was it was expected, it was for the best. And and the sister says he has no family in Germany since his wife's death. And um and uh, then, you know, another nurse just comes in and starts fucking shoving them out the way in a very, very, you know, abrupt fashion. And the sister says, so perhaps you wish to take this. And um, and he says, oh, okay, then thanks. And she says, he was looking at this before he died. It was the last thing he was holding. And, um, and Neville's obviously quite upset. He's like, I kind of believe it. Mm-hmm. And Dennis says, I shake shot a bit, son, doesn't he? He says, uh, I've never experienced death before, not firsthand. I mean, my dad died, but I was just a nipper, and a few relatives I hardly knew. And Dennis says, yeah, well, we barely knew him, I mean, did we? And he says, no, but we were getting to know him, though, weren't we? And the next day, just like that. And he says, yeah, you see, Neville, I mean, you're a young lad, you know. You go to christenings and weddings. He says, but once you get a bit older, you start getting used to going to funerals, you know, which is a very, very true thing to say. Oh, yeah. And um, he says, I suppose so. And um, and he says, what's those? And, and, you know, Dennis has got this, some, pulled some items out of an envelope. And he says, oh, they're old postcards, Lake District, Vale of Evesham. You know, despite what the old bugger said, I reckon he missed England after all. Mm. And Neville says, where will he be buried, Dennis? And he says, well, here, I suppose. I mean, he didn't have anybody else, did I? And Neville says, he had a sister. And he says, so what? And Neville, getting all sentiment, he says, I think he would have wanted to go back home. Mm-hmm. So... They're back in the hut, and um, <laughs> so Barry, like the, everyone comes in the hut, and Barry's hovering by the door, and he, he's 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 got a, you know, he's preamble. He's like, "All right, everyone, I'd like, I'd really be obliged if nobody laughs." And Bob is like, That's <laughs> and Barry says, "Me face," and Wayne just just says, "Well, we kind of guarantee that." And he says, "Listen, this is serious," and Bob just says, "Come inside and shut the door, will you?" He says, "I will," but as long as it's strictly understood that nobody laughs. And they're all screaming, shut the door, shut the door. So Barry comes in and he's got a bright red face and everyone <laughs> just breaks down, smiling and laughing. And uh, Barry's like, it's not a laughing matter, it's all bloody Moxie's fault. And um, and Dan says, what did you do, Moxie? And he says, well, we went to this club, you know, sauna, massage, parlour, and one of them sun lamps for health purposes. And Barry says, so I goes under the sun lamp and he promises to wake me. Oh. And he says, I forgot, didn't I? Sorry, I got involved in a film. So Barry's got another sun lamp. Moxie's gone to watch another porn movie. (laughs) Moxie's got well wrapped up in the porn and allowed Barry. Barry's fucking started burning uh, and he's burnt to death. And um, and he's like, I I forgot. And uh, Bomber says, it'll wear off in time. You'll probably end up with a great tan. He says, I don't. He says, I'll peel, I do. And he says, well, make sure you peel over in your bed space, says Wayne. <laughs> Barry says, it's not funny, it's very painful. So, um, you know, back at the hut and, um, you know, uh, you know, De- Dennis and Neville are explaining to everyone what happened. And he says, so what's all that? You know, they're showing, uh, you know, they're showing his, pro- uh, you know, Headley's property. And he says, it was old Headley's. 
And Moxie says, how old is he? He says, oh, he died today. And Moxie and Wayne's face do, you know, they look a bit sad. And um, Moxie says, poor old sod, whole lifetime in a biscuit tin. I hope I amount to more than that. And Dennis says, you know, look, lads, now you're all here. There's something Neville and I wanted to talk over with you. And I says, oh, hi, what's that? And he says, well, you see, the thing is, we reckon the old fella would have wanted to have gone home. And Bomber says, I thought he hated Blighty. Dennis says, well, he did, Bomber. He says, but you see, the thing, last things he was looking at was photographs of England. Neville says, I, last time we seen him, he was getting very sentimental, like. Dennis says, now I know the rest of you didn't know the old bloke and you're not beholden or anything like that. But the thing is, we just don't fancy the idea of him being buried here. Mm. She says, how much would it cost to send the b b b b body back? And Dennis says, well, I don't know. He says, you see, we're all waiting on you, you know. He says, you see how you felt in principle. But I've been to the hospital authorities and they're waiting on us. Bomber sounds fair enough. What family's he got? Now, obviously, you can see now in the corner, Oz is listening in. Yeah, yeah. No, the, 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 the cogs of Oz's brain, the cogs of Oz's devious brain are <laughs> clicking over. And um, Dennis says, you know, we've got the address of his sister. And Wayne says, we'll give her a bell. He says, they're not on the phone. Send, send her a telegram. And he says, you know, look, that doesn't seem advisable, Barry. She, and she can't be any spring chicken herself. I mean, you know, if she gets bad news like that, the shock could kill her. And Neville now broaches the subject with Wayne. He says, anyway, the point is she only lives in Hemel Hempstead. Mm. And he says, and we thought as, and as you're going back for the weekend, Wayne, Dennis says, and he's, no, 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 do me a favour, lads. And Neville says, how are you, man? It's only a short train ride from London. I mean, like, if Wayne's wherever he is, whether he's, you know, he doesn't matter where he is, north, south, east, west, whatever, mm. you know, getting to Hemel Hempstead is a bit of a fucking... Ball ache. I mean, it's it's got to be an hour there and an hour back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, you've got to, you know, he's going to be there for at least an hour, and you know, then getting to the house and back's another hour. I mean, that's a six. That's six hours out your day, isn't it? You yeah. know, it's a bit of a ball ache. So, um, and Wayne says, you know, Neville says it's only a short train run. You can drop in, break the news gently to her, and then you can see Oz has got the idea of Oz is Oz is now. His devious mind has worked out that he how he yeah. gets videos back. And he says, maybe give her his things. Dennis says, you know, if she's flush, she'll probably pay the expenses. And if not, we can all chip in. Wayne's like, no, no, I said, I'm sorry, I'm going back with the wedding, right? I've got the whole weekend mapped out. I'm going to buy me some clothes, get myself strumped. Strumped, yeah. And go and get drunk with the lads. And then Oz, completely out of character, pipes up. Well, that's a despicable attitude, eh? He says, I hope you never die abroad, London. And Wayne's like, what? How to hang about? He says, aye. Wayne's like, you never even knew Moz. He says, aye, well, he was a Brit, wasn't he? And if us Brits can't stick together in a foreign land, who can, eh? I mean, I think this man deserves to be laid to rest on his native soil. <laughs> soil. <laughs> and Wayne's like, well, you know, if you feel that strongly about it. He says, well, it's the only decent thing to do, man, isn't it? All right. Wayne's like, uh, all right, then all right. I'll, I just hope God puts this in me plus column when I snuff it, mate. And Bomber's like, you could do with a few credits, boy. And Oz says, it's the only decent thing to do, isn't it? And Neville is like, oh, thanks, Oz. And he says, oh, it's nothing. You can do the same for me sometime. Well, not for a while, I hope. Mm. And um, so obviously, and then Oz is heading out to the to the, to the amenities hut. And... Um, Neville's like, wonders will never cease. Mm -hmm. So 
Oz and, and Moxie follows Oz out and Moxie says, uh, are you uh, are you a Catholic, Oz? <laughs> and he says, not that I know of. Why? He says, well, you must be some sort of Christian. He says, I ne never knew you had such depth of conviction. <laughs> and Oz laughs. He says, Moxie, man. He says, we've just found war import license, man. <laughs> so they cut uh, to the admin hut. And um, they've obviously explained the situation to Herr Ulrich. And Herr mm. Ulrich's sitting there, like, like baffled why they would do this. And he says... I need a haircut as well. I think his hair's a bit shorter, I think. Or maybe huh? that's... Uh, maybe, maybe. No. I, I did not notice, George. I did not notice. Unfortunately, I'm at the stage in life where I don't really pay much attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm getting there, yeah. And, um, and he says... So Herr Ulrich's like... This old man, he was a relative of one of you, and they're like, no. He says, perhaps a close friend of one of you, and they said, not really. He says, but you wish to go to the expense to send the body to be buried in England? And then Oz is like, yeah, Harold Rick, there's a principal involved. And Barry said, you know, we thought you might know the procedure, like. And, uh, and obviously Barry's bright red, and Harold Rick's like, are you feeling all right? And, um, and he says, fine, thanks. And he says, um, and Dennis says, look, can you help us out? And Harold Rick tells a story. He says, an Irishman has died here before, two years. I remember his friends making a collection. How you say it? A whip it out. Whip it out. And he said, and Dennis says, ah, a whip it round. He said, a whip it round. On this occasion, I helped with the authorities, with the German. Now, he says, with the German law, when you send a body out of the country, it must first be embalmed. Embalming, yeah. And Oz says, embalmed? And he says, yes. And he's, and Barry says, oh, makes sense. That does. Question of hygiene and sanitation. And like, Herr Ulrich's not interested in anything Barry's got to say. Herr Ulrich just, like, Barry's still talking. And Herr Ulrich just talks over the top of them. And he says, the body must be placed in a metal container. This must be sealed before the British consulate. And Dennis is like, why? And he says, well, you see the container to see that the container has only the body inside. Mm. And Dennis cottons on, he says, in case of smugglers, you mean. And um, Herr Ulrich, of course, he says, of course, this coffin is perfect. Many have tried to hide guns and rifles. And Oz said, well, I can see your point when you're shipping Paddy's back to Belfast. And he says, well, he's only going as far as MLM's did. And Herr Ulrich, the law is the law. And Neville asked, is this, and that was obviously, you know, Neville always worried about Murray says, this is going to be very expensive here, Ulrich. And he says, to England by air, at least 5,000 marks. Oh, yeah. And then you must pay for the coffin too. And Neville says, but if he's in this metal container, and again, Oz, completely out of character. Come on, Nev, we can't send him back in that. What will his people think? Like getting a tin of sardines. Anyway, Dennis says, you know, look, Ulrich, could you look into it? Find out and let us know. And Helric says, yeah, I will try. And as they're walking out, he says to Barry, he says, are you sure you're feeling well? And Barry's like, aye, I ride his rain. And Helric says, you are very red. Blood pressure, perhaps. You must be careful. If not, you are <laughs> going home in a metal box. <laughs> and like the look on Barry's face, like Barry's like, oh, yeah, like entertaining the joke and that. And Neville again says, you know, how much is it going to cost? And Barry and Dennis says it's going to cost a lot of money, Nev. And um, and he says, and Nev says, I cannot see Headley's sister being very well off, not if she can't afford a telephone. And Oz says, How am I, Nev? 
We're not the only Brits on the site. He says, if the Paddies can have a whip round, and so can we. Mm. So this is this is the the old, you know, the old equivalent of a GoFundMe page. Yeah. You notice, like these days, no one pays for their own shit. Have you noticed? Mm. Like yeah, as soon yeah. as someone fucking die, like you know, like people, you know, like before when people used to die, like okay, they might have a whip round, but like people used to die. Do you know who used to pay for the funeral? The family. And now yeah. they're like that. We don't want to pay for it. Can somebody else pay for it? And they fucking put yeah. a page up on the internet. Yeah. So um, this is Oz's version of a GoFundMe page. So they've gone and had the whip round, and they're at the table in the hut, and they're counting the money. And they say, you know, what's it come to? And Bomber's like, it's a tidy sum. So Dennis says, he says, it's um, 742 marks. And at today's rate of exchange, that comes out at £197. So it's just under four marks. Mm. It's between, like, it's about three and three quarter marks for a pound. Yeah. Mm. And, um, and he says, I've got 86 quid in sterling. So in total, that's £283, which is about the week's wages, as we've discussed. They get about 50 quid a day. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and Wayne says, not forgetting the 0.34042. And Bomber's like, amazes me that everyone's coughed up and, and Nev, you know, Nev's fallen for Oz's charm, root line and sinker again. <laughs> Down to Oz, mostly. You know, he went right across town to the multi-story <laughs> car park, put the squeeze on the Brits there. And he's like, where is he now? Well, he's only down the timber store. He's got Barry and Moxie sewn for all they're worth. And um, and never says it staggers me, frankly. Oz, of all people, have said some very harsh things about him in the past. We all have. Just shows you how mistaken you can be. You may, yeah. And, um, <clears throat> and um, anyway, so they, they, they cut to the timber store and Oz and Barry and Moxie are sticking the videos in. <laughs> well, they've obviously they've made they've made the coffin and there's there's clearly a false bottom in the bottom yeah. of the coffin. And Oz is like praising himself. He's like, what a great idea, eh? And Barry's like, are you sure this will work? I said, of course it'll work. It's a golden opportunity. And Moxie says, how much did you how much did you bung the chippies? And he says, you never mind how much I bung the chippies, just keep an eye out. Yeah. And he says, um and then Barry's like, I don't, I don't, I don't all feel bad about it. It just feels wrong somehow. I have to admit, I have grave misgivings. <laughs> he's like, yeah, Moxie's like, Barry, man. He's like, sorry, he goes, he goes, I know what Moxie says, I know what he means, though. There's something sacrilegious about it, tampering with the dead. And Oz says, we're not tampering, man. Just look at it this way. Headley's going home, isn't he? And he's just taking some stuff across for us on his way. Or he says, all the same, Oz, I've got this sense of doom, you know. He says, as if you die, um, retribution. He, he says, if he says, if as if dire retribution will inevitably follow. And so Barry's, you know, given a a bit of you know for for you know foreshadowing about the you know about how yeah. the man's gonna end up. And um, and Oz says, look, you know, we're kind of back down now, man. He says, you know, we've come this far. All that cash is tied up in this, in case you'd forgot. I mean, we didn't get into this lot. We didn't get this lot on sale or return, you know. And um, and Moxie says, you know, he's right there, Barry. We need to see this through. And Oz says, um, we've, only got, we've only got room for one more. What's it going to be then? Convent nights or the wicked ways of wonder? Like, <laughs> again, 
you know, very, very English titles for German videos. And mm. Barry and Moxie each choose the different title. They've both got an opinion on their favourite. You know, so as much <laughs> as they're, as much as Barry's like, oh, I'm not interested, he, he knows which one he wants. So, again, Oz, the next stage of the plan, Oz is in the bar with his mate, the lorry driver. Mm. <laughs> and... Um, and he says, all I need, and the lorry driver says, you know, all I need is Hasselbeck Customs, any, anything irregular, and they're down on me like a ton of bricks. And, and I says, look, there's nothing irregular about it. It's all legal and above board. The British consul himself is going to be there, give it, a, give it a proper stamp, paperwork, documentation. Look, all you've got to do is find a bit of room in your lorry, uh, find a bit of room in the back of your wagon. And he's, and he's like, I don't know, the company wouldn't like it. And he says, you don't have to tell me, you don't have to tell the company, man. And, um, and he says, look, he says, I'm going to meet you in London. I'll take care of everything from there. I'll handle everything and I'll, and I'll bung you 50 quid for your expenses, which is, you know, about a day's pay for these lads. Yeah. <laughs> and the lorry driver said, if you can guarantee I won't get delayed, of course, with this job, time is money. And he's clearly hanging out. You know, he's clearly sort of ha haggling for a, 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 a better deal. Mm. And I and Oz, you know, tries to lay the guilt trip. He says, "You know, I, I know what you mean." He says, "I would have, you know, would have meant a lot to the old fella, you know, to be planted on British soil. The cost of the airfare is crippling, you know." And then he pauses and he just goes, "75 quid." And mm -hmm. then he says, "Yeah, all right, Oz." He says, "That's more like it, Bernie." And then he says, two bottles here, Adolf." Adolf, yeah. And then the lorry driver says, what I can't understand is why anybody would want to come on holiday here in the first place. And then Oz has clearly been lying to the lorry driver. He says, well, he always went his own way, you know, did me granddad. So obviously <laughs> Oz has told this fella it's his granddad. So they, um, they're back in the hut. And, um, and Dennis, uh, you know, he says, let me get this, see if I've got this straight. Your mate Bernie's willing to take this coffin all the way to London for nothing. And Oz says, well, I never said for nothing. I had to bung him a hundred quid. hundred, yeah. Now, again, it says in IMDb under goofs. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I read that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it says under goofs. It says that Oz paid him 75 quid and then he asked for a hundred quid back from the kitty. And that's, yeah. they put that down as a goof. I'm like, what? The thought never crossed your mind that Oz <laughs> is a lying prick that's trying uh -huh. to run Jack an extra 25 quid, which he clearly is. So he, yeah. says, um, he says, I had to bung him a hundred quid. He says, but I'll get that back out of the whip round money. Yeah. And um, and he says, Nev says, where does he pick it up from? And Oz explains, says, the undertaker. See, it means it is a couple of years. You'll have to take the coffin down there. They'll stick the body in it. Then you'll have to pay him, right? So there should be enough money left at the whip round for that. He says, then we'll make, Ber then we made Bernie, says he'll pick it up at about four o'clock. And Bar says, so does Ber what does Bernie do when he gets back to London? Somehow the body's got to end up in Hemel Hempstead. And Wayne straight away puts his foot down. He says, don't begin none of your Hemel Hempstead, son. He says, I'm leaving tonight. I'm perfectly prepared to whip round there tomorrow lunchtime. But Saturday is the day of the win. And Oz, miraculously helpful Oz, he says, well, I might be able to help you. He says, uh, and Nev's like, how come? He says, well, it just so happens I've got to go back this weekend. And everyone, Dennis is like, what's up? Like, he says, well, it's me, and Oz, like, you can just say the lies. I mean, it's a great bit of acting by Jimmy Neal here. Yeah. You know, because he's, you he, he can tell by the tone of voice that he's lying. He says, it's me, Granda. He's on death's door. Marjorie wrote and told us. 
<laughs> and everyone, Dennis is like, you never mentioned this before. And he says, well, so it was a bit personal. Like, you know, Dennis, he's in this London hospital and he's been asking for us. And Neville's like, what's he doing down London? So he was on his holidays, took queer apparently. So I thought, queer. Least, <laughs> I thought the least I could do would be to go over, you know. And Bomber says, kill two birds with one stone, you mean? He says, well, I hope not, Bomber. And Neville, again, falling for his act, hook, line and sinker. He's like, well, I don't know what to say us. And Oz is like, you know, bashful. He says, it's nothing, man. Wayne, you can go tomorrow to see the old girl. Tell her he hasn't, tell her she hasn't got a thing to worry about. She'll have a long lost brother back with her on Saturday. And Wayne's like, signed, sealed and delivered, so to speak. And uh, Neville, he's amazed, he says, you can go to all this bother for a bloke you don't even know. I think that's great, actually. And um, and Dennis says, well, why don't you go back with Wayne tonight? He says, no, no, I'll do another day's work, Dennis, you know. Go back tomorrow. He says, hey, Wayne, maybe we can get back together, though. You fancy it? And he says, I suppose so. He says, you got me phone number, ain't you? He says, I says, well, give us a bell then. He says, I will do. So I'll be off then. And uh, Neville says, good luck, Wayne, tomorrow. And he says, uh, break the news to her gently. And he says, you know me, mate, I'm the soul of tact, ain't I? He says, all those with brothers still alive in Germany, take one pace forward. Mm. Fast Mrs. Hilton. So he's, that's how he thinks he's going to bring. He says, I'll see you later. Adios. So they cut to the bar and Barry and Moxie. And he's like, I'm sorry, Mox. This whole enterprise has already set me back quite a bit. All right. Now Oz wants us to chip in for his bloody airfare. Why can't he hitch a ride with his mate Bernie? And he says, don't be so soft, Barry. Oz can't do that. He knows what's in the coffin. First rule of smuggling that. Always get someone to take the stuff through who doesn't know they've got it. Got it. Yeah. Barry says, oh, I see, that never occurred to me, that wouldn't. Now, cast your mind forward. There's a definitive foreshadow here. Because in Series 3, when they fly to Arizona, right. who gets put in prison for smuggling? Oh, I can't remember that one. Barry... So do you remember Barry's Russian, the, the Russian, hides a kilo of cocaine in the plane? All right. Yeah, yeah. And when it lands in America, Barry gets arrested for smuggling the That's cocaine. That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. didn't know it was there. So, you know, obviously at this point, they definitely don't, they don't even know if there's going to be a Series 2, let alone a Series 3, you know, 20 years down the line. However, mm. like I say, this particular point, I think, is very, very poignant in the fact that Barry is, you know, very, 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 very naive to the ways of smuggling. And it comes back to bite him on the arse mm. many, many years later. And Moxie just says, you know, well, you've led a very sheltered life, haven't you, Barry? And um, anyway, so Oz brings the beers over and, um, and Barry's whinging about money. He says, it's going to leave me very short this month. Most of my whack goes directly to my golden egg account in the building society. <laughs> For one point, this is the only point where I think he fails to mention that it's the West Bromwich and District. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Oz says, look, Barry, man, he says, I'm going to be back on Sunday. You'll get your money back then with interest. And Mox says, you can get rid of it that quick. And he says, I know this bloke up north. And Barry's like, you know a lot of blokes you do, Oz. And he says, look, man, Barry, come on. Because we're all set, man. So they cut back to the hut and it's nighttime and everyone's asleep. And the coffin is on the table. Now, bearing in mind, it's an empty wooden box. Yeah, that's it. And um, Barry is 
terrified. <laughs> wide-eyed. Like wide-eyed. With, yeah, with his, with his blanket tucked up around his chin. And Barry is wide awake and definitely, definitely cannot sleep. And um, so Wayne goes to, next it cuts and Wayne's back in England. He's in Hemel Hempstead. This is obviously not Hemel Hempstead. It is yeah. in uh, Bushy. Ah. And um, yeah. yeah, so it is, uh, yeah, it's a, it's just a, a residential street in Bushy. And um, so Wayne knocks on the door, no answer. He goes around the back, and there's a fellow in the greenhouse, and he says, Excuse me. And he says, This woman, Miss Mabel Hilton, he says, You must be Mr. Hilton. He says, um, And he says, Yes. And he says, Come around here. And he says, Is this about the roof, the estimate for the roof? <laughs> like, what? He says, You'd be, Well, we waited enough for it. Waited long enough for it. He's supposed to come last Tuesday and he never turned up. And Mabel stayed in all day and missed the shots. And Wayne says, uh, look, is Mabel in? And um, he says, she's at the laundrette. So not only can she not afford a phone, she can't afford her own washing machine either. And um, he says, who are you? He says, my name's Wayne. He says, I'm afraid I bought you, you and your good lady wife some rather unpleasant news. And he's saying, it's not about the blooming roof, is it? He says, no, no. He says, it's about Mabel's brother, Headley. He says, Headley, what about me? He says, I'm afraid he died, sir. And he says, I thought he died years, years ago. Years <laughs> ago. So, cuts back to Germany. They're loading the coffin on the back of the van. And Moxie's, like, complaining. It's bloody heavy, this, you know. And Barry's like, it's bloody heavy. And I was like, how are you, man? How are you? You know, they're whinging about the, the weight of the coffin when they've got... I mean, granted, the tapes don't weigh that much, but, they, you know, the false bottom, etc. You know, you'd think they'd shut the fuck up, wouldn't you? But... And Barry's yeah. like, mind me fingers. And he's like, just get it on. He says, right, look, I'm off. He says, I'll go to the undertaker, do the paperwork, and I'm off to the airport. And he said, and they said, good luck, Ros, all the best. And, uh, and Barry's like, you know what? I'm glad to see the back of that coffin, to tell you the truth. And Barry says, I didn't sleep a wink last night. I kept expecting Vincent Price to step out of it. <laughs> so they cut back to um, Headley's sister's house and um, Bob. So Bob is the man that played Bob was a very, very prolific actor back in the day. Did you know that? Oh, really? I never picked up on him. So he was, uh, he was called James Ottaway, and he was a very, very famous um, uh, theatre actor, but he also had 131 credits on IMDb. Bloody hell. And his career, his TV career, started in 1937. I didn't even know they had tellies then. <laughs> and, um, and went through to 1998. So his, 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 his TV career spanned 61 years. Oh. Amazing. Yeah. And um, he... Um, did you know the usual stuff, the more modern stuff like the bill and casualty and the detectives and minder, yeah, yeah. not appearances, Poirot, all creatures great and small, was on an episode of Boone. Ah, so back to the old Michael Elphick link there. Um, was on Grange Hill, Heidi High, took us look, mm. but then in the old as uh, Emmerdale Farm, he did an episode of Dad's Army, he was in Z Cars up Pompeii. And Dixon of Doc Doc Green. Used to watch that every Saturday night. Yeah, there you go. So, like I say, a career spanning 61 years, 
and 131 credits on IMDb, as well as a prolific theatre career. So one of the most prolific actors um, that we have seen in our feeders in pet. Um, so anyway, Wayne's sitting in the, they're in the gaff and, and Wayne comes in with two bottles of beer, says, here we are. And uh, Wayne says, you know, thanks, Mr. Hill. He says, call me Bob. And he says, no, he says, I never knew Headley. I wouldn't know him from Adam. He was in Germany when I married Mabel. He never came back and she never speaks about him. And Wayne says, well, I never knew myself. He says, it was my mates that met him. And um, he says, I brought this and he gets the tin out. So some of his bits and pieces, there's nothing of value, you know, except sentiment. Anyway, so the, 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 they hear the door and he says, that'll be the way. He says, put your glass onto that match. She doesn't like stains on the mahogany. <laughs> Soon hides the beer, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. He says, all right. So, and Mabel comes in. He says, hello, look, we've got visitors. And um, and, he, and she says, oh, yes, I'll just get me things off. And he says, hello, Mrs. Hilton. My name's Wayne. And Bob says, he comes from Germany. And, and she goes, oh, it's not about the roof then. He says, um, Bob says he knew Headley. And she goes, Headley? And she says, yeah. He says, yeah. Wayne says, you know, some of my mates met him in hospital. And Bob just says, he's dead, Mabel. And like, she's fairly stoic to this news, doesn't really react. Takes her coat off and, and she says, put the kettle on, dear. And she gives Bob a coat. And Bob says, yes. And like you see, he grabs his beer and he sort of, you know, walks out the, walks out the room. Um, with it by his side, tries to, I'm, I'm assuming he's trying to hide it from the wife. And, and, and Wayne just says, look, I'm sorry, but it was quite peaceful. And she says, sit down, young man. And, um, and he says, right, thanks. And he sits down again. And she, and, and she says, how did you know her? And he says, well, look, I didn't, not directly see my mates did. Apparently he was quite a character from all accounts. Anyhow, <laughs> just before he snuffed... Uh, uh, oh, passed on. <laughs> yeah. Like he was showing the lads these things, you know, photos and that. And, and this is how we got your address. He says, well, me and my mates, we thought he'd like to be buried here in England. And she says, but he died in Germany. Shouldn't he be buried in Germany? And, and Wayne says, but he's your brother, isn't he? And her attitude switches. Mm. And, um, and she becomes, you know, fairly aggressive in her tone. And yeah. she says, that young man is my misfortune. Headley was a wicked, wicked, wicked man. man. Yeah. He left a wife here in 1943, met up with some German girl and poor Nora's never heard a word since. Not had a penny neither. He always was a wrongin, and I don't expect times made a farthing's difference. And when's like, hold on, he got turned over by the army, didn't he? I mean, he got cashiered for fraternization. And she tells the truth. She says, they chucked him out, if that's what you mean. But it wasn't for fraternisation. It was for selling 2,000 British Army headlamps to them. Headlamps to Russians. <laughs> and Wayne's like, obviously, realised, he's like, what? Eh, nah. And she said, he was nothing more than bad news, or Headley. And if you and your friends have got him, you can bloody, bloody hell. keep him. <laughs> and Wayne's like, you know, he's gone, he's travelled all this way, Try thought he was doing a good turn, and he's yeah. been thrown back in his face. So he obviously rings Dennis, and Dennis is like, obviously he passes on the news, and Dennis is like, no, no, of course, she did the right thing, Wayne, in the circumstances. Well, I mean, especially if she if she feels about it that way, no, I'll phone the undertakers. No, it'll have not left yet. And um, and so they cut to the site, and uh, Neville says, poor old Headley, and Dennis says, poor old Headley, you're joking, aren't you? 
he was a right little rascal. I made his, he made a right fool of us, right enough. And Bomber says he must have fooled a lot more over the years. And Dennis says he was a little waster, Bomber. Now that there's there was a very famous comedian um called what was it, Bobby something? I should have looked this up. My mother will my mother will be shouting when my mother watches this, she'll be shouting the screen. Yeah, yeah. We met him at the snooker when I was yeah. a very, very little boy. Bobby something. He was a very famous Geordie comedian. Yeah. And his nickname was the Little Waster. Yeah. I'm not sure he was called Bobby. Ah, oh, I can't remember. Anyway, my mother made me go and get his autograph when we were uh, when we were when I was a kid. And anyway, so that was a like a little like that was like a Geordie saying. And Dennis mm. says he was a little waste of bomber. He wasn't cashiered, you know. Court martialed man. And Neville says I still think it's a shame, especially after all the work we put in, especially Oz. Oz, <laughs> yeah. And Dennis thinks, hey, Oz, you'll be at the airport. I'll have to get after him. And he puts his towel down. He starts to run off. Anyway, Bomber, Bomber says, wait a minute, Den, wait a minute. He says, old Bomber may be on the <laughs> slow side, but he's given us a lot of thought these last few days. Den says, what are you getting at? He says, we had some scheme in mind about selling pornographic videos. And Neville's like, porno videos? And then Dennis says, adult, liable to cause offence. Yeah. And he says, I know, because I saw them and he's locker. And he's like, yeah, so what he says, well, I know they're not there now because I looked. And he says, I don't want you to think I'm being vindictive just because he got because he mangled my foot. But they're gone, and so is the coffin. <laughs> and Neville says, the coffin and the penny drops. <laughs> and Neville is horrified that he would, and he says, Oh, hey, he says, I can't believe that bummer. And Dennis just says, Can't you, Neville? Eh? Big-hearted Oz, all of a sudden, sick granddads in London, makes perfect sense to me. So they realise that Oz has hidden the porn videos in the coffin. And Bummer he says, now look at it this way. If he really has got a sick grandfather, then his trip's worthwhile. But if he's been having us on, he deserves everything he gets. So they cut to England. And Oz is waiting at a truck stop and his friend uh, Bernie pulls up in the lorry. Now, this truck stop in the background, that building is now a Chinese restaurant in Watford called the Imperial China. Ah. There you go. So if anyone of our listeners or readers, uh, listeners or watchers ever goes to the Imperial China in Watford, you can say that that was uh, part of the set, part of the location. Mm. So Oz is obviously, the, he's made Bernie, pulls up in the lorry. Oz is happy as a pig and shite. He's jumping up and down, shouting and screaming, get in. And he says, right on time, Bernie, no bother at the customs. And Bernie says, no, none at all. He says, great, man, what did I tell you? And he says, just one snag, Oz. He says, I don't know all of the details, but there was a last minute change of plan. <laughs> Oz is like, eh? So... The next thing you see is Oz is walking through the graveyard of the church. Wayne's <laughs> cousin's wedding and the photographs are being taken. Wayne's in a suit. He's got his hair brushed down and he, he's trying to look like a semi-respectable member of society. And, um, and uh, they're all having their pictures taken. And Oz is hiding behind a gravestone. And he says, Wayne, man, come here, man, come here. And Wayne's like, what the fuck? Like, he's like, what's he doing here? 
So Wayne, you know, steps out of the of the of the wedding uh, picture um, lineup, and um, and he walks around. And he says, he says, "What are you doing here?" And again, this is in uh, Bushy. It's St. Mm. James's Church in Bushy. Mm. And Wayne says, what are you doing here? He says, never mind that. He says, what's happened to Headley? And Wayne breaks the news. He says, she didn't want to know. Hated the sight of him, but it's all right. I rung the lads. <laughs> Oz says, what happened to the body? He says, don't worry. It's been cremated. <laughs> and then the, the church bells go off. And Oz realises what's happened. So often <laughs> and Headley being cremated, his porn videos have gone up in smoke and Oz breaks down he says what no 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 and he realizes it's his and Barry and Moxie's money has gone up in smoke actually you know not only metaphorically but also actually uh, yeah. gone up in smoke and uh, and Wayne is you know taking aback Wayne obviously still doesn't read Wayne's not privy to the information the other lads are and he says, you know, I never thought you'd take it that bad. <laughs> badly. <laughs> and Oz wails loudly, sitting on a gravestone, wailing loudly for the dearly departed, well, not Headley, but the dearly departed... Uh, videos. Videos. And that is it. That is the end of mm. the episode. So, like I say, what an absolutely fantastic episode. And mm. Again, one of the ones that I'd never seen a lot of and, yeah. uh, you know, was very, very happy to uh, be able to break it down. So the credits, obviously Headley got a credit, as we said, not very much. Mabel, his daughter, and Bob Hilton, Mabel's husband, was the one who was a prolific actor. As usual, Herr Ulrich. Now the credit was Jürgen. Now I'm assuming Jürgen was the pawn king. That was, yeah, uh, yeah uh, just the penny drop when we were actually doing the episode there. Um, the lorry driver, um, German sister, German nurse, second German nurse, and the barman. So that was it for episode 10. So if you have any feedback with regards to episode 10, or you'd like to let us know anything, or you think there's anything that we got wrong, please do drop us an email on arvidazane again at gmail.com. That's arvidazane again at gmail.com. Social media handles, please give us a follow. Instagram at arvidazane again podcast. Uh, Twitter at Auf again. Uh, please do follow and share the like and share the Facebook page of Vidazian Again podcast. And please do subscribe to the YouTube channel of Vidazian Again podcast and click that bell. And that will alert you to any new episodes. If you are listening on audio, uh, we are available on all audio platforms, uh, all good podcast platforms Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Google, Breaker, and many, many more. Remember, new episodes are released every Friday at 10 a.m. So please do like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and the theme music is written and composed by the guitar man lee dosky and remember our sponsor is top gun tattooing of number 12 the harris arcade in reading at topguntattoo.co.uk audible 189-968-667 and you can get a 20 percent discount of any tattoo by speaking to zach and quoting the code hadaway and shiteman and remember a free tattoo for all of our listeners from Top Gun Tattooing, terms and conditions apply, the Neville and Lottie Tattoo. So if you get yourself a Neville and Lottie Tattoo, we will pay for it. Absolutely free of charge. And don't forget, the current giveaway that we have 
is the Jimmy Nail book. And that is the giveaway on the social medias. So on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, go to those platforms, click, click follow, click like of the post, tag three of your friends in the post and share that post. Share it on Facebook, retweet it on Twitter, and or share it to your story on Instagram. And that is our current giveaway. So that is it for this week, George. Yeah. So absolutely fantastic episode as usual. And we will be back next week with one of my favourite episodes. Yeah, one of mine as well, The Lovers. The yeah. Lovers. So Oz puts his German xenophobia to one side and gets it. <laughs> Oh, yes, we are very much looking at uh, Yeah, some good uh, good lines from Oz in this one. But yeah. until that, George. Yeah. Until next week. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen, Pet. Oh, uh, yeah, man, man, man. All out of options, nothing to choose. I pissed out on Netflix, I'm sick of the news. I'd sign up to Sky, but I don't want to pay. I've been on. Cockney attitude. <laughs>